Psalms 85 and 1. And then verse 16 also with that. God bless you for being here today. I want to encourage you every morning you get up and look for a miracle. You Sunday school teachers ought to take time to pray over your class before the class gets there and thank God that there's going to be miraculous things taking that class today. Same way in this congregation in the morning. Amen, amen. I appreciate the presence of the Lord. Amen. Okay. Verse 1. I am the Lord, your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. Verse 16 says, he shall have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with honey out of the rock should I have sanctified you. How many of you know that the, the only way that your natural body can live it has got to do with what? Through your mouth. Your natural body can't live unless it's fed through the mouth. There's people who's had feeding tubes on. I've seen that. They don't live very long because it's contradicted to the Word of God. Are you with me this night? The only way you will get spiritual blessings from God is through your mouth. There's no other way. Now, declare that through the Word of God this morning. It's going to have to be through your mouth. The righteous is bold as a lion. When we received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we did not receive timidness, shyness. We received boldness. Can you say amen? Well, I'm just shy. Then you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost, power and fire, and you'll lose that shyness. This article was written sometime right after the war, Civil War. A guy wrote it. This young black girl came into the factory where they was building barrels. And, and the owner of the company shouted at her and told her to get out of here, said, you got no right being in here. She looked at him and said, my mama wants 50 cents. He picked up one of the things that goes in the barrel and walks toward her. And the guy writing the article said, I thought, oh, my Lord, what's going to happen now? So that little black girl walked right up in his face and said, my mama wants 50 cents. He threw that thing down on the ground and reached in his pocket and pulled out 50 cents. I want you to know this morning, God is ready to give you a miracle if you'll get bold about it. You're going to have to open your mouth. What he means here, open your mouth, you ask for big and large things. Christian has been taught not to ask for big and large things because they in error not of the Scripture nor the Word of God. And he says right here, if you open your mouth, I'll do what? What's he going to do? I'm going to fill it. And then he said he's going to fill it with the finest of wheat, verse 16. That scripture means Jesus Christ. When you read the word in the Bible about barley wheat, that means it's the sorest there is. But when you read the finest of wheat, wheat that the best there is. How many of you know that Jesus has given us his very best because God has given us Jesus and he came to give us his very best that he has. And the very best he has is his life in us. Amen. 
If that little girl hadn't been bold, she wouldn't have gotten no 50 cents. And if she hadn't been, <laughs> she probably got licking. Are you bold this morning? I tell you, Starla is taking Jesus Christ's radiation. That takes a lot of boldness to do that. What she had, it takes a lot of boldness. It takes a lot of boldness to trust in God. I've been visiting the nursing home quite a bit lately. Friday's a week ago, I spent quite a bit of time down there. Peggy's oldest brother, Jim, don't even know me. Brother Clyde's in rehab. I could go some others down there, but I want you to know we need to stop looking at what they are and what they can be. I believe God has put this in my spirit, in my heart. I don't care what it looks like. God is the divine healer of your mind, your spirit, and your finances. He is the divine giver of life. Brother Melvin is a walking example. There's death right there has been raised up. They said he probably wasn't going to make it. But look how he's doing, and they say he's doing better. Amen? Listen, God is able and willing to do what we ask him if we ask big things. Could you agree with me right now? I am never going again ask small things. I am going to ask big things from God. He owns everything there is, and you are an heir at what he has, and he's going to give it to you when you ask. Oh, glory to God. I feel like asking. Praise God. I know Peggy needs healing, but I'm praying every day. I pray over her. We prayed over people this morning holding hands over there. If God could send a word for 30 miles away, how much we can. Amen. Of you that don't have children in your home and you're concerned about them, start praying over them, look in the direction they are, and say what you want to happen in their lives. And God will take that word and penetrate it in their hearts and their lives. This title is, Open Thy Mouth Wide, I Will Fill It With Great and Mighty Things. Listen to this, Psalms 89, 34. My covenant I will not violate, nor alter the word which has gone out of my mouth. If you want the best that God's got, you're going to have to do what? Come on. You're going to have to open your mouth. You can't get it. I challenge you to read the Scripture. You can't get the best that God's got unless you what? You're going to have to open your mouth. How you feed your natural life, you got to open your mouth. He's telling us to ask for great and mighty things, wide things that you don't think I can do. I want you to know to think and start telling him, I know you will do this. The devil knows he can, but we need to say, I know he will. I know he's going to do what I asked him to do. Amen. I hope we had not missed the Lord. It seemed like I just sort of felt the presence of God. God wants him. Hallelujah. The Bible said when David was anointed, Saul pulled the anointing on him. It stayed on him to the day he died. We're going to have to go to our grave the same way. And I'll come with this another message another time. You're going to have to go to your grave the same way the day when you was born again of the Spirit. You're going to have to maintain that, and you're going to have to have that alive then. Then he says here, my covenant I will not violate. He says in Isaiah 45 and 11, Ask me of things to come concerning the work of my hands and command me. 
You say, can you command God? You can't command him to wash your dishes and mow your yard. But you can command him to work for you and bring out of that book what he said in that book into your life. Praise God. He's asking us to do these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We find in Isaiah 62 and 7, give him no rest. Hebrews 11, or maybe it might be 13, 8, says, He is a rewarder of those that do what? Diligently, not, not just pray occasionally, but diligently seek him. And don't give him what? If you wake up in the night, you remind him of his covenant. You remind him of what you need. Open your mouth and tell him. Be bold about it. Righteous is what? Bold is a what? Is a line. You got to be bold for the things of God and the blessings of God to come on our lives. And Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, Call upon me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So how are you going to call on him? Somebody help me out now. What are you, how are you going to call on him? How are you going to call on him? You're going to have to open your mouth or you're not going to get it. You're going to have to be bold as a lion. You're going to have to say, this belongs to me. What's in this book belongs to me, and I am going to have it, and I'm not going to give you no rest until you give it to me. Amen? I'm going to call on you in the morning. I'm going to call on you at night. I'm going to call on you everything I think about it. I'm going to call on you for to do this that I can't do. We got some miracles working right here in this church. Brother Melvin's one of them. He and I talking the other day. He said, the Lord is healing me. Is that right, Brother Melvin? How many can say the Lord is healing you? Don't be like a lot of Christians I talk to. Well, I won't say anything I don't feel. That's why they don't get it. Because they're going by feeling. Church, I'm, not, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I'm being honest with what the Word of God says. And what God says, open your mouth. What do you do when you eat, Brother Michael Taylor? What do you do when you eat? Take that spoon and then what? And that mouth is open before you get there. If you're going to get the fullness of God, you're going to have to learn to open your mouth and be bold what God has said. That's what you promised me, and I'm not going to let you go until you give it. Come on. Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Wrestled all night, said, I've got to have a blessing. I want to hold on. And the Lord said, this moment I will make you the prince of the kingdom of God. I'm going to be ready to be made something different than what you are. You're going to have to hold on. Hold on. Praise God. One guy said, you throw me out the front door, I'm going to come in the back door. Hold on. Hold on till you get it. Because it's yours. Got to open your mouth. He said, I brought you out of Egypt. And he said, I can do greater things for you. What can be greater, Sister Linda, than seeing the Red Sea divide? What can be greater seeing the Nile turn to blood? What can be greater, whoo, hallelujah, and seeing your words devour the snake that's coming against you? Come on now. The rod was the word of God thrown down on those evil, wicked snakes. When we speak the word of God, that is the word coming out of our mouth. It's going to devour the evil part that's trying to get a hold of us. Sister Jessica 
child said something a few went tonight ago that just struck into my heart. Said, I have learned to take every thought in captivity by the word of God. I thought, my, my, what a testimony for a young person in the Lord. I've already learned to take every thought into captivity that comes in my mind. Something good is not about to happen, and something good is happening. Come on, we ought to give the Lord more clap and more praise than we ever did in our lives. The child was sitting over there, had a dead daughter, drowned. I believe the doctors and the nurse said she's dead. But I remember sitting out there and waiting on what's going on, and, and when the cry went out. A cry went out from that child. I don't know who was that doctor, but child, do you remember who it was? I don't think he was there, but when that child cried out, says a shout in that room, said, that's a good sign that's come forth. Listen, God can raise you from the dead trespasses of sin and whatever's wrong in your life, he's given us examples sitting all around us. And Starla's a good example, cancer. Brother Melvin's a good example. When he was in Shreveport, they didn't think he'd gonna make it. They didn't let nobody see him because he was so bad. Hallelujah. Praise God. I hardly ever go shopping. Peggy don't like me to go, and I don't like to go. So we got agreement there. I go when she needs me. Went up to the academy yesterday. I was just standing there, and everybody just like bees going by, and this lady come over and said, you look just like my father. Said, I thought you was him. Said he died some time ago and tears began to roll down her face. Oh, church, I want you to know that God has something planned for us. We don't cannot even imagine what it is. How many could say with me this morning, I see this place full. I see every pew in this place full. I see this place full. I see water baptism every day. I see people filled with the Holy Ghost every day. I see them healed every day. Amen? Well, Brother Billy, we have never seen it. It's time for us to see it. It's time for the church to be the acts of the church. Amen? It's time when we pray something happens. Amen? When we be bold as a lion and talk to that devil, he goes about as. He's not a roaring lion. He as a roaring lion. You are the lion and the tribe of Judah that you have the authority over anything the devil can throw in your path because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world and what we're facing. Amen. We're facing some things, but thank God we got the victory over it. Yes, Brother Hooker, how he know that? He said, I read the end of the book that says Amen. Oh, church, we need to start saying the things we want to see happen in our lives. Oh, hallelujah. You already heard one testimony this morning from her. Mm-mm-mm. Praise God. Praise God. He's going to anoint you. So I brought you out of Egypt. Verse 16, he should have fed them with the finest of wheat. I mean, we got the finest that God's got. Jesus Christ. Jesus said the harvest is what? Great. Great. God said in Psalms 2 and 8, he said, if you'll ask, if you want to, you can turn around and read that. If you'll ask, I'll give you the nation. 
God is interested in all of your family members. Maybe not being in this church, but he's interested in every one of them being in the church somewhere. But that's not the end of it. I want you to pray with me this morning and say, God, give us nations. Don't just give us Queen City. Don't just give us Atlanta. Give us nations. He said, if you will ask and open your mouth wide, Brother Clayton, he said, I'll give you nations. God is not just interested in Queen City alone and Atlanta alone or Cass County alone. He's interested in the world to be saved by his blood. Had a wonderful Sunday school lesson this morning. Brother Ken don't know how much trouble I had not saying anything. Oh, I'm telling you, the Greek word for mind means power. Power. Brother Powell preached a wonderful dynamic message here several years ago while Jesus is crucified at Golgotha, the place called the skull. The first thing is going to happen in your religion and relationship with God, this mind has to be crucified. This mind is going to have to have a crown of thorns sitting on it and crucify it and keep it crucified. What a wonderful message that was about get rid of the natural mind. Get rid of the natural mind where the spiritual mind can come in. I mean, believe it, God's going to bless you beyond what you can ask. Beyond, he said, beyond what you can ask. Ephesians 3 and 20 said, he is able to do abundantly above what you think. I got a good thinker. I don't know about nobody else, but I got a good thinker. How many got a good thinker? What you can think or what you can ask, he said, I'm able to do abundantly above what you can think or ask. I'm able. Brother Keenan, I'm able. If you got a problem, ask for the angels to come and help you. Amen? You're creating the image and the likeness of God. That don't mean your body. That doesn't mean this body. This body come out of the dust. It just, it, it, it's just a bunch of dust right here. But Brother Don, your mind is his mind. Your spirit is his spirit. That's why it's going to live on forever. But this body's going to go back to the grave and it's going to dissolve. That's all right with me. Peggy said she don't. she's going to be here when the rapture comes. She didn't want nobody throwing no dirt in her face while she's in that grave. But when you come out of that grave, this body's not coming out of that grave. A new body created in the image and the likeness of God like we've never experienced before. I believe God wants us to experience things we have never even dreamed could happen. Couldn't dream could happen. Amen. Second Kings 4, 1 and 7. You don't have to turn down. I'm going to just share that with you. Elisha shows up. How many are glad when God just shows up? He just showed up. He said, what's wrong with you? She said, my husband died. Said, got no way to support my sons is fixing to be sold into bondage for seven years to pay off the debt. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Elisha said, what have you got in your house? She said, I ain't got nothing in here. I've sold my bed. She didn't say this, but I'm just sharing. If you ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing. Is that right? Just Peggy, if you ain't got nothing, that's right. She got no cook stove. Got nothing. She said, I ain't got nothing in this house. I had to sell it all. We go to state sometimes, state sales, and they're selling it all. They just got it all for sale. She said, I got nothing in here. I don't have anything. He said, you don't have anything in your house. She said, well, I forgot. Wasn't exactly like that, but I'm going to use my mind a little bit. I have forgot I got a little cruise of oil. 
That's all I got. Elisha represents the double anointing. Jesus has given us the double of his anointing. And he says, church, I want you to start listening to what God says. He says, I want you to go to your neighbors and I want you to borrow. Now, he said, all your neighbors, all your neighbors. Is that right, Brother James? He said, go to all of your neighbors and borrow. How many of you know asking for help will kill pride? You know how many times that people don't ask for help is because of what? Somebody mentioned that Wednesday night and a Sunday Wednesday night pride. He said, go to your neighbor. How many of you ever had to go to your neighbor and borrow something? Brother Leo Gaston used to sing a song that swapped milk from a one old cow. When I was a kid growing up, sometimes your mama would tell you, said, I want you to run to your neighbor. She'd say who it was and borrow me maybe a teaspoon or a cup of sugar. I just run out of sugar. So we'd go and do what? Go, go bar. Mm-mm-mm. Then he said something else. He said, do not bar just a few. He said, I am fixed about to show you what God is fixing to do in your life today. You don't have nothing in your house. Then he said something else. Don't bar a few, but bar all what? Empty. God cannot fill you and I until we're empty of ourselves. If we really want the blessings of God and the anointing, the oil she had represents the anointing, we have got to be empty before God. Then what did she do? She went. Once you get a prophecy from God, the next step is action. Faith without action is dead faith. It will never bring the abundance into our lives. I remember seeing Sister Giles down on the floor down there at the hospital. I don't think she cared who heard her. She had her head down between her knees, and she was weeping and crying out to God. I don't know where y'all feel. I feel something right now. When we get down off ourselves and get down on and doesn't care what anybody thinks or feels, and our voice is crying out to God, oh, church, something God showed up in that room back there. Shoot, I don't think they didn't allow you back there. Is that right? We didn't allow back there. That's all right. They may not allow you in there, but I'll tell you what they can't keep out is that the presence of the living God that you're calling on. Amen. Amen. How many is ready for something like you've never seen before? Cry out to God like you never cried before. Empty of myself. Empty of my own things and my own thoughts that should not be in there. Empty me of anything that's contrary to the Word of God. And it filled up every one of them empty vessels. Well, that's big, isn't it? Isn't that big? 
Then he said, now go pay your debt. Here's another shocker. You take the, ooh, God could have just let them have enough to pay the debt. God is not just interested in you just barely getting by on beans and cornbread. He's interested in you to have more, ooh, hallelujah, more than enough to live on. He wants you to be able to live and not just get by. Come on, open your mouth big. Open your mouth big and let him know what your need is. Let him know that you're an heir. Remind him the Bible said of the things of God. Something good is happening. I'm convinced it's good is happening. I prayed for this young woman. She, she's a lot younger than I am in the nursing home. Her husband was in there, and he was sort of on a walker. And I asked, it's all right to pray for you? She said, yes. I prayed for her. She said, if I could, I'd get out of this bed and hug your neck. I thought, I wish you would get out of that bed. Huh? I want you to know the presence of God is working. 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 He's not just interested in you getting by. He wants you to have enough to live on. To live abundant life. A glorious, dynamic life. A overflowing life. A life of blessings. Like you've never experienced before in your life. Amen. I agree with Brother Ken. I believe that we can get in a place with God. Ain't no one can say anything that's going to hurt our feelings. Because the anointing is going to be there. Open your mouth wide, now what? I'll feel it. I'll show you great and mighty things. God's expecting great things to happen in our life. She went and did exactly what he said to do. How many know that God is offended when we don't ask for big things? Offended. You say, Brother Billy, is that scripture? Yes, that's scripture. I'll share it with you. You offend him when you do not ask him for big things. When you just want just enough to get by. You need to have enough to share. The man came at midnight. He knocked on the door. He got what he what? Asked for because the man behind the door had enough to share. Had enough to share. Elisha is about ready to die. He knows he's fixing to die. But the king asked him, said, come visit me. I mean, the king came and visited him. And they had a little talk. He knew Elisha was fixing to die. Elisha says, take the arrow and do what? Who knows that story? Take the arrow and do what? Say that loud, sister child. Well, he shoot it out the window first. We're skipping that part. Take the arrow and do what? And strike the ground. What did he do? I ain't got no arrow, but he says, I want you to know that Elisha is a man that knew about Sister Rhonda Mollum asking for great things. That's another story. Elijah said, you asking a hard thing. 
your flesh will tell you you ought not to do that. But Elijah said, I want a double portion. I want more than what I got. He just hit it three times. Now somebody tell me right quick if you know what Elisha did. He is the representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a man with double portion. What did you say, Brother Arnie? He struck the ground three times, and the Bible said it, and Elisha was wroth. I don't know what that means. I guess he was angry. He's angry. Oh, let me say again. God gets offended when we ask for just enough to get by. He struck the ground three times. Open your mouth wide and I'll do what? He said it. He said, I'll do it. You've got a righteous man. People said righteous people don't get mad. Well, I don't know about that. Jesus got mad. I'm reading the four gospels. He, he, several times he got mad. Is that right? It's all right to get righteous mad, but if you get mad out of righteousness, normally you're going to get in trouble. But anybody to go into the tabernacle, and Brother Sam, you've done a wonderful job here, I don't know, a year or so ago. How many remember him preached up here about Jesus going into the tabernacle? Turn, the very idea, Brother Sam, turning them tables over in the church, you know. Mine just turned them over. And I don't know where he'd been practicing with that bull whip or not, but I'm telling you, he popped that whip. You, you tell me a man to come into this church, turn these tables over, and take a bull whip and start whooping us, I'm going to say he's mad. He's angry. It offends God when we just ask for a little thing. And Elisha said, if you could have asked for five or six things, you would have gotten more. How many know that this morning, right now, if we will start asking for more, greater things, God will give what he said he would do. God will bless us beyond what we can imagine to do. Get past that two and three and get over in the five or six place and ask for something great and mighty for God. Let him know that you mean business. I would tell you a little story, but you might think I was boasting. After I was being promoted, I looked through the personnel manual one day, and I noticed all the employees under our department would do more money than what they was making. I wrote it all down, wrote down their qualification, and I went to the guy that was over me and showed him that. He said, I, I can't do that. I said, that's too much for me. He said, I'll make it appointment with the other guy. You can go see him. So I did. And he looked at it and he said, well, this is what I can do. This is what I will do. I said, I got more in mind than that. He said, well, I can't do what you got in mind. I can't do what you got written on that paper. I said, you know somebody can, don't you? The next higher up. He said, I sure do, but it'll take me a while. I'm telling you, sir, I'm trying to be... Well, I don't guess I'm trying to be humble. We have not because we're not bold enough to ask. We're going to have to be bold to ask for what is ours. In a few weeks, I got a letter from the head man and telling us that everything you asked for had been approved and it will start certain, certain day. I want you to know if you be bold, God will give you what you ask for because if you don't want to ask for things that you don't need, 
But nearly everybody in this building's got things you don't need. Peggy's been trying to do some Christmas shopping. She said, I'm buying them what they need. I said, they don't need not one thing you're buying them. Not one thing. She said, well, they like it, and I want to give it to you. I said, okay, that's fine. They want it. I said, that's fine. We need to get honest before God. I bought you a pair of khaki pants. She said, I don't need no khaki pants. She said, but I want you to have them. I said, okay. God wants you to have more than one set of pants. God wants you to have more than one meal. He don't want you to be worried about where the next meal is coming from or the next paycheck's coming from. He wants you to have enough if you'll get bold and ask him about it. The Bible has said that and declared that, the boldness of God. If you're going to get more, you're going to have to be what? That little girl would have never got 50 cents. You said that wasn't much. I tell you, if you ain't got no money back into prison, 50 cents was a lot. When you can borrow $25, Clifford Patterson told me one time he borrowed $25 to make a crop on live on all year. Crop failed, had no money, went down to the bank, said, my crop failed, I can't pay you back. Broke, ain't got nothing. He told me this. The bank said, how much you need for the next year? He said, $25. He said, here it is. Pay me when you can. He told how God had blessed him. Sometimes you may have a few failures, but God has a greater blessing for your life. How many can agree with me this right now? I'm going to open my mouth. You don't have to say it, but I'm going to start saying and being bold toward God what my needs are. He supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. He owns everything. And everything he says I have belongs to you. Something good, something good is not about to happen. Something good is happening. All around us, there's something good things are happening. They're happening. Hallelujah. Praise God. Starla was small. Peggy carried her Texas Catter when Texas Catter wasn't nowhere what it is now, especially the highways up there. She said, look, Mama Peg said they're building us a city. How I many you know God is building you a city that you don't even know like? God is building things you cannot even imagine. It's building it for you. Building it for you. And if we're not careful, we get to complaining. Here some time ago, been quite a long time ago, I went to Peggy up at um, where did we go yesterday? I just told you. Y'all forgot too. Academy. I sat out there in the car waiting on her while I was reading in the Bible. And I looked around. I said, I wonder why. And Brother Sam, I said, I wonder why in the world they poured so much concrete out here. I just wondered that they didn't need all this much concrete, so few cars out here. How I many that our mind can get to judging things that we don't have any idea what it's all about? And that's offensive to God. You got to repent of that. I went up there yesterday and I looked around. And I said, God, I know now why that they poured all that concrete out there. It looked like every place was full. This is the truth. They wasn't fighting for buggies, but just waiting around to try to find the buggies. Is that right? 
God's building you something right in before our very eyes and we're not really able to see it. He's building. I'm a rambling and I'll quit. Make up your mind, I'm going to do what? I'm going to open my mouth. You can't get it until you what? Open your mouth. How many know that you've got to kill the lion before you can get the honey? No lion slaying, which is a type of the devil, there will be no honey. When Samson killed the lion, the bees produced the honey inside the carcass. How many know when a baby is born, he starts sucking the breast, he goes... But after the milk starts flowing, he just, that's the way it is with God. Once it starts flowing, all you got to do is just lay there and enjoy it. The rest of that scripture said, you suck honey from the rock. A better word would be ciphering it from the rock. How many has ever ciphered gas out of a gas tank? Brother James Clayton grinning, so I guess he has. I tried that a few times, but it always went the wrong way with me. It always come inside me a little bit, so I didn't do that. Jesus is the rock that's following you in the wilderness. And once you start siphoning the honey from that rock, once you get it to start to flowing, like siphoning the gasoline. All right, Brother James, when that, you siphon the gasoline, gets it flowing, you can quit, right? And it just runs until you stop it. The holy anointing of God will run until we do something to stop it. That's what it means in Isaiah, sucking honey from the rock. Once you get it flowing, all you're going to have to do is just lay there and enjoy it. Enjoy the blessings of God. God bless you for being today. I don't believe we'll have no music. It's been such an awesome service this morning. Preaching might not have been so good, but anyhow, God bless you. I want you to be bold. Be bold. Be bold as a lion. Because your adversary goes about as a lion. I want to say again, the only way you can feed your natural body is how? You've got to feed it through your mouth. The only way you can feed your spiritual man is how? Through your mouth. you got to ask to get. So God bless you for being here. What kind of rest of the day are you going to have? What kind of week you going to have? Don't be like some says, well, I don't know yet what will happen yet. Everything will happen for the good of those that love God. And there's a purpose in why it happens. The flesh may not like it, but God has a divine purpose for it. So God bless you.